Hello. We're Hi. Back. I guess this is episode, technically episode two. Yeah. But this is the third episode of mm-hmm. the year. And we thought that we would do a nice little... Roundup. Yeah, book review-esque type thing, but it's not really going to be book reviews. It's really going to be a roundup. Us going through our reading. Yeah, because, you know, I feel like I just said on our little, what our reading goals are going to be, that I was going to kind of take it a bit slower and read longer books and what have i done i've read lots of short books nice quickly so there we go although well we'll get to it but i'm reading a bit of a longer book now so she's very brave i think i've read <laughs> i'm proud of you um yeah. i actually have i was like i was gonna say like i think i've read a longer book i have literally no idea i don't think that's true i think i've read maybe one <laughs> two no actually to be fair three of them are over 350 pages so I think, I guess so. One, two, three, four. Maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four of you. mine yeah. are over that. But I also could be wrong. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Also, yeah. it's not. The main thing is, is that I feel not that I was putting pressure on myself, mm-hmm. but she's just been reading and i've had a lovely time she's just been reading just having a nice time okay yeah nice one anyway so yeah i mean we've kind of gone, gone straight in but that's what this episode what are you currently about. reading mia i am currently reading my cousin rachel by daphne du maurier <laughs> really enjoying it yeah it's really good i literally started reading this what the first week of december and then just stopped and then i read I think about 13 books in between yeah and now have returned to it nice. but I, to be fair i had quite a few different things to um i had quite a few different sort of books that i had to read yeah for work one i had actually no yeah they were uh, things i had to read i was going to say they were things that sort of were just books that we do that uh-huh. i was trying to read but actually everything they you had they to all, read. it was yeah time okay what are you currently reading amos I... By the way, the only reason I'm not saying what my cousin Rachel is about is because I think I've already said what it's about about two or three times. On it's about a cousin called Rachel. And it's about by Daphne Cor- yeah. Um Daphne up to her old tricks of mystery, yeah. murder, and deception. Really nice. Mm-hmm. She's good at that. She's good. She's so good. Anyway, I anyway. love how long we've been saying um, we read, 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 Rebecca. We just we're literally going to reread it next winter. Like it's it's, it's, whole, it's, it's we're getting too yeah. too warm for it. It's get, I know you know it's gonna be fourteen degrees tomorrow. Anyway, that's really yeah. oh, I fifteen would say, on Saturday. I would say that's too warm actually. Um, but for my little going out outfit, whatever I decide to wear for your birthday, maybe that's. I know for that's it. a good idea. I've got, I have no idea what I'm wearing for my birthday. What's the vibe? Um, I'll let you know when I decide. When you decide. <laughs> I think Great. everyone. It's gonna be jeans and well, it's gonna be trousers and a nice top to be honest. Okay. Right. But well, yeah, I think you can do anything because people. All my friends are dressed fairly different. Okay. spectrum of clothing so okay well if they're just going to spectrum of clothing i'm probably not going to do my full green leather suit yeah i think maybe full green leather suit is not that might be one. too much yeah i think that might be but too i much. could i could maybe i could i could pan down yeah um i am reading speed reading um grace adams is ready to fight back no that's not what it's called i literally was gonna say <laughs> i saw you doing. i was like i just did that <laughs> when i was, was reading that. it it's not called that it's called amazing grace adams by Fran Littlewood and it's I think it's just come out it well it has come out in January but I don't know when it came out in January um 
but my copy is the proof I picked up from work and it says on the front cover as if it were the title it's the Grace proof way ready to fight back. I've had that before where I've been reading proofs and I literally can't find the title and then you have to open up and see literally because sometimes they really do the next yeah. page is Grace Adams is one bad day away from saving your life and I'm like my guy. This proof has got the first page is a bit stuck. It's also and yeah, a bit that, like with the glue. I think it's just over the glue's come over and that would that upsets me a little bit, but it's fine. It's just a proof. Yeah. It's um proof. it's just a proof. You scarlet said that she prefers how proofs feel. They do feel like you can do anything with them. Yeah. Yeah. That one feels This nuts. is I'm holding in my hand Go as a River by Shelley Reed. Um, which is a double day. And also picked up from my work. Yeah, and from work. I will. We've we've both marked on this because I looked it up after I picked the proof. This is one of the prettiest proofs. Yeah, I'm gonna take a picture we'll of it. See. And I know I say this quite often, but I actually will post this on the okay. story when I we, we just need to do the, like um, a like a like a full like yeah you know do that zero point five girl. I'm doing the zero. You know you honey. need to. Um, <laughs> next thing, by, we by got the box. I got the microphone into and my scrappy right. mic. Um, well, yeah, well, Go as a River Proof is actually gorgeous, um, and the cover is not. Yeah, but th- I think the cover actually looks very similar to this for this book. Yeah. Um, who actually knows? Anyway, this is um very far from what I usually read, and um. I'm I'm just doing it <laughs> for, for reasons I am not fully like. Why didn't I pick a different one? Yeah, like, I know. Well, I, I'm doing, worth like it. I did pick this up in December, and I was like, oh, hopefully it'll be worth it. Anyway, it will be worth. Wish I picked a different book. But that says it like this is gonna be really bad, and it's not. It's not bad. It's just not the genre. That it's Amy just. It's go. so yeah. It's it's definitely commercial fiction. That's trying to look a little bit. Of I also think I'm gonna maybe read that after you because I the fact you that you're reading it like and it. still kind of saying, I I'm do, I intrigued. Wanna, I want to know where it's going. I'm really intrigued. I like to read books where I am intrigued. Well, I like to be intrigued. Just to give you a little a little plot summary, it is from major new voice Fran Littlewood comes the story of a life, a marriage, a family set against a single North London day, and basically it's this. Uh, 45 year old woman who is it's a really hot summer day and she's trying to pick up a cake for her daughter's 16th birthday party that you know she is actually not meant to be at and her daughter hasn't spoken to her for a few months but it's told in a couple of different like you've got what's happening in the day and she's having truly the worst day of her life like she loses her job and she's getting divorced from her husband um and then it's also going back to like 2002 2003 when she met her husband and also from four months earlier which is when her and her daughter are still doing fine and do you know what i really enjoy time jump i love a time jump i will say and she is she i will say this for friend Littlewood. she's doing the time jumps really well good because you can do them really confusingly yeah and they're also really like short little like this is now and it's like one two three four five pages wow, of now yeah. so it's really quick to get through and i have to say though i think some of it i can kind of see yeah. it coming and i don't always really like the writing i do think the story is intriguing and i, I will think... um and i'm excited to see where it goes yeah 
Oh dear. Oh my gosh, Amy, shut that. Sorry, sorry. Um, I just I went a bit too close to the end. I saw it like a header. Oh, me and Mr. Seen like my face drop. Like, why? I was just like, oh. Because I really don't know, like, what is so serious that you, like, yeah, you shouldn't be seeing your daughter. I don't know if it's the daughter doesn't want to see her. I think it's the daughter doesn't want to see her. Yeah. Anyway, also something else has just been um, introduced in that she did something a few years ago and we don't know what that was either oh my gosh that is so yeah look i'm intrigued kind of intrigued she is intrigued and i'm intrigued too yeah i'm intrigued but you're intrigued yeah. too listener um right okay, so that's why i'm coming really. so first book of january first book of january first book of 2023 luckily amy and i are in a book club together so our first book Wait. is actually the same book and it is these precious days by Anne essays by Anne patchett <laughs> Sorry, I did um, not deliver that as well as I could. Now, <laughs> I would like to say, when I first saw the cover of this book, it's a little, like, I don't know, terrier-esque type dog. Oh my dog. god, it's so cute. It's such a nice painting. Oh my gosh. Well, I prefer this cover than the one that we have. Sorry, look at that. But I would just like, yeah, I know. The little tumble away. down it does. Yeah, I know that because every time I do the um, things for the Instagram, oh, I have, yeah. I'm like, tumble quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I... Um, when I saw the cover of this book, I thought that I wasn't going to like it and I really put off reading it. Yeah. And that is not... That's a shame because I actually... Spoiler... Not spoiler. Plot twist. Really enjoyed it. It's I really, really enjoyed good. it. I She's have a, read... She's such a good writer. Such a good writer. And you can really tell her experience in it. Yeah. Um, Have you read any Anne Patrick before? Have you read The no. Dutch House? No. You should read The Dutch oh House. Gosh, I won't be taking it home with me because I've got so many things to read. Okay, well, I won't give it to you today then. Yeah, but, but... I will. I'll have it later at some point, but thank you. Um, <laughs> it is unison ums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unison ums will be taken out. Yeah. I have read The Dutch House and I had never read Anne Petra before and I really loved The Dutch mm. House. Um, I'm going to read a little, just the, um, like a little bit of the Goodreads thing. Scary. Yeah. Um, so it says, the beloved New York Times bestselling author reflects on home, family, friendships, and writing in this deeply personal collection of essays. That actually is enough, I would say, to say yeah. what you're going to get. Basically, she has written about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I believe that she actually wrote this over COVID. She did. I'm pretty sure. And she she, did. some of them have been previously some of them published. Before, and then, yeah, and then she, and she collated them over COVID. Them all together. And, um, but in the end, they all kind of come down to, like, appreciating the people around you the days that you're yeah. living these precious days yeah. I'm gonna lend to my mum I told her um, I was gonna lend to her and actually I should have given it to her yesterday but well that's, you I didn't did you it's really by the by I'm did you enjoy your roast yesterday Mia doesn't like not, roasts they don't like roasts oh. I, don't, I don't mind them they're fine I like I enjoy eating them sometimes um, they're just not my fave I wouldn't go for choosing them yeah I just think it's I think that all the ways that all those ingredients are put on the plate, I've mm-hmm. had better versions of that. Like I've had chicken in a better way. I've had potatoes a better way. I've had broccoli a better way. I've, well, peas are a classic. They're just good on their own. I've had the, the peas are fine. Um, what else do you have? I don't know. Can't remember. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever else is on the roast. Like it's just like me it's just there. forcing the air to defend her. <laughs> well, I'm happy to. I don't. Think it's a fair thing. It's, I don't hate them. They're just like so mid mid tier for me. All right. Food wise, give me some flavour. <laughs> anyway, if, if, um... if, if it hasn't got some flavour, then it hasn't been prepared properly. That's true. And actually, 
quite a few of my friends are very good at making roasts and they do make really nice roasts there we go so that's fine okay um these precious days did you have a favorite essay i really liked the can't remember the name of the thing but the one about the two dads is it called my two three dads three dads that's it the three dads i really like that yeah yeah um i that's the opening essay isn't it yeah i also did like these precious days I did like these precious days, and I also felt like and it was the building one. up. Oh my god, no! The I think maybe one. the knitting one. There yeah. is a there's an essay called something like "How Knitting Saved My Life Twice," I believe it is yeah. something like that. And it's really good. And I mean, we both are knitters. Amy much more skilled than me. I just make scarves. But there was sort of a very sweet thing about sort of you know if you are a knitter, like you know the yeah enjoyment of that. But also she had other things in it that yeah with friendships and loss and all this stuff, which I just thought was really a lovely way of portraying it and sort of to say how sort of creative hobbies I guess you could say can be real mm-hmm. saving graces in a lot of ways so not just in lost mm-hmm. times of difficulties you know having yep. a sort of creative outlet that it doesn't matter what happens and things go wrong it's not a problem mm-hmm. I like the one about not having children yes oh my god no love that one that one was really really good love also that one, one that you good. rarely I mean, we speak about motherhood all the time. I feel like we've said everything that possibly can be said about motherhood. We also have made it so clear what our views are. Yeah, but I do rarely have... I do rarely read one from someone who knows they are not having children. Yeah. Not like Sheila Hattie debating whether or not to have children. It wasn't a will will she she break me. Anne Patchett will not be be having children and knew that. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that and just reading about that. And then I also liked, there's that really short one about, um, someone who buys her like old bedside table and finds like, oh, the yes, letter. Yes. Yeah. Oh that yeah. Oh yeah. God, like, that I and got in contact with her. Do you know what? If I didn't have a stack of books to read that is huge. Yeah. I'd read that again. I really yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah. Like I think. I'd return to the essays. Well, I guess it will. Yeah. Be I think that's one that. You know, sometimes I get books and I'm like, that's moving to the pile of the first ones I get rid of when I need to mo- make some space. Yeah. And that one, I thought when it was a, sa- like, when I saw it was a book club book was going to be it. Yeah. And I don't think so. Yeah. I wept. Yeah, I didn't because I'm not a cry really, but. Well, neither am I. I, <laughs> I but just, I was just yeah, thinking was about really like, moving. oh no, that very last, like the very last one is like basically the power the power of friendship yeah. and the power of friendship gets me man yeah it's the power of music and the power of friendship yeah it's too much for me my oh, little brain powerful can't, can't take it anyway we say. both really enjoyed that yes right Amy what did you read next well oh, so I feel like I'm gonna have to do it a bit um. oh sorry yeah well we both had the same thing to say about that's that one, true so I feel like it's fine um small fires an epic in the kitchen by Rebecca Mae Johnson mm-hmm. this Thoughts. is Pushkin Press or Lovely. one by Pushkin Press this one's a really interesting one because it's a memoir of this woman, but specifically about her attempt to conduct her own epic in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Also, sorry if you hear loads of background noise. I live in a shared house with four other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her conducting her own epic in the in the kitchen, which is making a recipe. Uh, over a thousand times Mm -hmm. and recording her responses for it but it's also like on cooking and on oh hello 
Um, yeah, me and me are in here, but you can come in. <laughs> what is that? Hello, hello. Oh, hi, yeah. We're recording our podcast. Would you like to talk about all your... <laughs> no, you stay. Don't worry. You can listen if you like. Yeah, you can. Oh, you're a bit wet. No, do worry. I would have. I would have said no. Would you like to talk about the most recent book you read? The most what? What recent book you read? What you're no. currently reading? <laughs> Say what you're currently reading. Secret history. Yeah, just all the great. Yeah, and, and and the other one. My yeah, workbook. My all the one. blood. Yeah, all the blood. she's reading it. Yeah. Uh, Lovely. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> run a bath. It's not noisy. No, that's fine. It's alright if it is noisy. Would you like a chocolate? Oh my god, yes, please. Thank you so much. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe we should leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> you should leave that in. Back in the kitchen. Right. I have literally no idea where I left off. Um. One thousand. Cooking the same recipe 1,000 yeah. times, but it's also looking into her own experiences, film cooking, moving to London, relationships with people, cooking for people, learning from other people cooking. Lots about, like, the ancient Greeks and Romans. I think that's what she was studying. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she went quite far in academics. Nice. Like, like maybe, like, PhD level. Um, and also what's quite interesting, you don't really... And she does lots of, like analytical writing about various different medias that involve cooking and um you don't actually know what the recipe is until like really close to the end well don't tell us the name i'm not gonna tell you but i will tell you i cooked it and it's very tasty oh my god really yeah because the recipe is like a more i don't know like literary fiction julia and julia yeah um julia and julia i can't remember what that one's actually called all right lovely right well the my next book oh before you go rebecca may johnson as well is the partner of Sam Johnson Schley. Ah, lovely. Living rooms. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah, right. Um, that okay. makes sense. Yeah, you see her all the time on his stories. <laughs> They're doing on hey, yeah. Cameraman Times. Um, the next book I read is The Things That We Lost by Jotty Patel, winner of the 2021 Murky Book New Writers Prize, and she's also one of our authors at the agency that I work at. So, yay. And I went to the book launch and it was really fun. Jashim did the food. Yeah. And it was, I got literally started tearing up when she thanked Holly for the agent. So there we go. I like so to you cried about me. Yeah. Um, I didn't fully cry. There were tears. Sure. That were for me. Sure. Um, anyway, it's sure. a great book. And that's not just me being biased. It's about, it's, it's actually also sort of told sort of time jump type things. It is a son, Nick, and his mother, Avani, and his father is dead you don't really know anything about it you just know he's dead mm-hmm. they don't speak about him and then his grandfather who is his mother Avani's father um dies also this isn't spoiled this happens right at the beginning but sort of kind of lets nick know there's more he needs to ask questions and he the sort of family secrets that need to be uncovered mm-hmm. and it's kind of a story about identity generational trauma growing up mixed race in London and then going to a more sort of mainly white area for university. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I read it very quickly, but I mean, I did also have a bit of a time pressure because I was going to the book launch. She needed to know. And I think that whatever any whatever else Josie does is going to be so good. She's a really good writer. 
they picked, she won the prize literally I think off of just chapter which I don't know if that's what they you, usually do it's, yeah it is you enter the murky prize and it's I think it's maximum a thousand five hundred words right and a 250 word summary right and it's anonymously judged like um you don't know the names of the person you just read the summary in the 1500 right words. but yeah so it is really impressive to win a prize when you're yeah. being judged and she also was chosen as one of i think the it's like one of the 11 observer new observer like yeah i saw that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she is she's the real deal she's great and she's really lovely yeah so there you go give me your next okay oh yeah okay. me now um king kong theory by virginie Despentes, which is a white fitzcarraldo mm-hmm. there are ways i could have followed that which would have made it worse but um no it's a white fitzcarraldo so it's non-fic and it's um virginie Despentes is a french uh writer novelist and filmmaker and it's like kind of a, it's I remember I, I think I just wrote ferocious or like fierce which is so true um, and the King Kong theory comes from like more King Kong than Kate Moss mm-hmm. and it's uh, an account of women's lives today and but it's like very God is aggressive but it's so easy to read like it's yeah. really like she's just telling some hard truths and nice. it's really it was really good um and i hadn't read anything like that for a while lovely um but trigger warning for it for rape and yeah just like sexual assault abuse bad things like that oh actually yeah trigger warning for um oh this is it, well, it's not really a spoiler for um the things that we lost i would say without making a spoiler mental struggles with mental health okay yeah yeah um my next book that i read is foster did you oh, read that this year i did read that this year because so, i read it before you but yes. i actually read another book before it but i can jump well i was gonna say we actually have done a mini review of it so i'm just gonna say keep it on the simple side yeah. it was really good we loved it it was good loved it brilliant i preferred it yeah. to the small things like these yeah it's about That's a girl funny. who goes to get in Ireland. Yeah, if you want to hear more about it, we do. Goes to stay with her uncle. We've done a mini episode on uh, reviewing it because we both read it. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Amy. Um, Kitchen by Banana Yashimoto. Yes. Um, which is another real shorty. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend suggested this to me and I did really enjoy it. It's a um, Japanese novel mm-hmm. and it is translated sorry i'm just clicking a pop-up okay. away i i've updated my browser my guys and i keep getting pop-ups but i've blocked the ads so they pop they just pop up but there's nothing there it's very mm. frustrating very frustrating anyway <laughs> um kitchen it's actually like i thought it was one short one short book but it's actually two short, short stories. stories one longer than the other the longer one is kitchen okay and the other one I have literally no idea what the other one was called. Um, Moonlight Shadow. Lovely. And um, the but the main one, Kitchen, it's about a woman who's grieving the loss of her grandmother, who was who she was raised by, mm-hmm. and she gets taken in by another family, and like 
the warmth of their kitchen is like something very important to her um and also kitchens themselves and then the other one that the other one is also about grief mm-hmm. um but like working through grief in like a in a really lovely way it was good lovely right my next one and i'm sorry to do this because we're actually going to do a mini episode on this as well but <laughs> my next one was orlando by virginia wolf and we are going to do a mini episode reviewing this because not only have amy and i both read it we actually went and saw emma corrin in the play it was the literally play. the best thing ever 100 percent, you will not be able to get tickets because i'm pretty sure it's got about 14 shows left yeah anyway but just know so at so the sorry. end of it mia looks at me and she goes i think maybe that was the best piece of theater i've ever seen it was it was so fun good. my god and yeah just i mean if anyone doesn't know the story of orlando the story of lando is about a man called orlando who lives for 30 years as a man and then wakes up one day as a woman as a woman and we say 30 but really could be any amount of years yeah because the he the, gets to the, movie, the age of 30 the, but yeah he gets to the age it's of 30 it is more like i guess but accurate. maybe not by the year count as we know it yeah it starts out the book starts in like the elizabethan era and ends in like yeah the 1930s yeah. 40s and honestly 20s? i mean virginia wolf she just i really was so shocked reading that book because i just thought i can't believe you this was written i know it's i mean i would say some of the things are sort of fairly you know new ideas yeah for now like they're yeah. things that people are not people are not fully comfortable with <laughs> Like she was these, like, yeah. Like now. And she just is like, oh, God, it was really good. Very, very beautifully written. And yeah, the show is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just very good. Um, yeah, I read that last year. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading it on plane to Copenhagen. Don't know if you knew this, but I went on holiday to Copenhagen last year. <laughs> and um, probably not, actually. I don't think anyone knows that. And um, I remember sitting on the plane being like, I can't believe this. Yeah. Like, you know, it's really good. It was written. Also, so it's all, it's another shorty, so it is another shorty. It's a good, it's a good like sort of. I don't know if we really would you call it a classic. <laughs> Refer to our. I think it's a modern episode. classic. Yeah, it's a modern classic. Which, if you were looking to read more of those this year, that I would say a it's good a good one. one it's a good read because it's really yeah. Interesting and it's um, I agree. We'll go into more. Yeah, we'll do a more 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 because I have more things to say about it. Yeah, that's okay. It's refreshing. Okay. Um, for my first over 300 words of the year actually i think these precious days is over 300 words yeah i think it is okay my second um 300 words of the year is a book that comes out in march sorry you can't get it right now it's called fire rush and it's by someone called jacqueline crooks and this is a debut but she's like written things before but it's her debut piece of fiction i think she's written Mm -hmm. like a short piece of non-fiction before and it's um the book that jonathan cape are going to be pushing in March, it's like their lead paperback, mm-hmm. vintage. Well, not paperback. Their lead vintages lead title this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came and did a talk at work, and I went, and that's why I got the proof. And then I was like, it had been sat on my side for a while. And I was like, I need to read a bigger book. And if I don't read one of the books I've had for a while, I'll go bananas. Yeah. And um, and also I don't know if you've noticed this. Well, you probably have, but sorry. <laughs> sorry, I know you're stressed about this. I know you need to get over to it. But no, no, proofs no, are like slightly bigger than a normal size. Yeah, paperback. they are. And I kind of, like in height. Yeah. And I hate that. 
Yeah. I understand why, yeah. but I hate it. And um, it was sat on a, my yellow shelf and it was making it uneven. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I picked it up. Anyway. Late 70s, early 80s. We're in the London Afro bass music scene. Um, underground basement mm-hmm. clubs and our main girl whose name I can't remember now anyway her, she's um her parents are from Jamaica and she was born and raised in the UK mm-hmm. but she has this like she's never been to Jamaica she has a connection there and um her mother she doesn't really know what happened to her mother. Um, she's just gone. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's, like, the first part is her, like, being part of, like, the big raving, like, underground culture, falling in love with a man who... Oh, it's not really a spoiler, but there's an act of violence from the police. Okay. And that towards the man and that sort of sends her in a direction of activism and then underground activism which puts her in a dangerous position and she gets protected by some dangerous people anyway, mm-hmm. um but it is amazing mm-hmm. like it's really really good it's very um she like her passion is like singing music and she like feels like music through her and like mm-hmm. um and it's written very lyrically and I wish I'd like taken a picture of the name of the playlist that Jacqueline Crooks had like playing during her talk and she's like made on Spotify and I searched so hard for it. Um, but like you really feel like the rhythm of it in both language and pacing and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also an area, I mean, that I just like, I mean, I read lots of books by people of colour set today, but not yeah set in like the 70s through the 80s which is what this was mm-hmm. and it was a whole different thing and it was a whole different vibe and it's really good and it was a lot easier to read than i thought it was going to be nice because nice i had flicked through very... and i was like oh there's like some music talk here mm-hmm. <laughs> oh there's some music talk right my next book was now do you call this an illustrated novel because it's Walking Distance by Lizzie I Stewart. Do, I would um, argue it's an illustrated novel? essay. An illustrated essay, okay, cool. So I was going to um, sum this up for you, but actually I think that Goodreads has done a really good job, so I'm going to read the Goodreads thing, which is, Walking through the streets of London, Lizzie meditates on her growth and development as she navigates the city. She also considers the pressures that women face in the modern world, from general societal expectations to the struggle just to walk down the street without being harassed and made fearful. This was so good. It is amazing. It's the one that I'll like. Yeah, Amy lent it to me and it, it was kind I've of... I've been shoving that one in people's faces for a while now. It's really good. It's really... I feel like it's a, such a nice... I don't know, way of... She speaks about things. The way that she writes is really... She's a very good writer. Yeah. And it's all sort of topics that I find very interesting. Obviously, I'm also a very big walker of London streets. So mm-hmm. I feel like it literally relates to the entire thing. Um, yeah. And she's just gorgeous illustrations. Yeah, well, if, um, listener, you didn't know, um, Lizzie Stewart is my favourite illustrator, mm. and I'm also an illustrator, and she was very influential in my work and practice, and um, I love her. 
and she's also written Alison, which has come out just this year, which is also infinitely beautiful and amazing. I have lent it to Ruby, but I'm sure you will do it. She did that picture up there. Um, um, Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was really good. And it was a really nice... um, Because I've never read... Yeah. Like, I guess an illustrated essay before. To be honest, I don't think I've ever read an illustrated um, essay before. Because really, it's a different yeah. thing. Like, there are, like, paragraphs of writing. Yeah, and I really liked it. And I felt like it was a really good way. I also think it's a good way of some if people who aren't big readers and who have a lot more visual, they like to yeah. sort of take in their art and their words and everything visually. It's a good mix between the two because if, you know, even if you've got a short ten span or anything... Yeah. You know, you can you don't even have to read it all in one sitting. Yeah. You can come back to it. You can read it and read it again. You can enjoy the pictures. You can enjoy the illustrations. Like you know, the whole thing. It's beautiful. A lovely tied together parcel of yeah, good stuff. I bought that on my the day before my twenty third birthday. I was going for a walk along the beach in Edinburgh. Lovely. I like that. Um, felt very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Okay, my next book is McGlo- <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> that was me I actually was trying to say this word. Um McGlue. 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 Right, okay. <laughs> By Tessa Moshfeg. And it's the Tessa Moshfeg you've never heard of. I was gonna say I've never heard of that. Um actually I think it was like shortlisted for the booker and like no one knows i think it was even before eileen like it's so skinny when i say so skinny i mean so skinny um or it might not have been shortlisted no i think eileen was definitely on the booker and then maybe this was after it basically it is the atessa that you have never heard of Mm um or i don't know maybe you're a real big fan maybe you have heard of it sorry to just presume that about you um anyway to be fair, I thought you were about me, and I was like, yeah, I no. haven't. <laughs> just talking to the listener there, just a moment for me and them. Um, just, I'm so sorry, I'll look at you guys. McClue is... <laughs> give us a moment, please, my God. Um, McClue is about a sailor who's a serious alcoholic, and he um, is, like, waking up, and he's kind of been locked in the hold of his boat, and keeps asking where his friend is but all of the crew are being like you killed him and he was like no (laughs) no that didn't happen um and you actually like don't really find out what happened like you get like i think you're really able to make your own assumptions about what happened and why Mm -hmm. but the whole way through he has no idea because he experiences like periods of blackout yeah alcoholism and um and so it is kind of like intriguing in that sense mm-hmm. um and it's also very much lapvona was not otessa moshveg's first friend like some real seedy underbelly like gross yeah. stuff so it's pretty vicious um yeah. nice and pretty pretty going for it but um it was a quick read. I read it on my birthday this year. Lovely. And really was it like the best book to read on my birthday? Probs not, but but you did. I it. was doing it. And this um, is twenty six. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twenty six is cool. Twenty seven is even cooler. Thirty four is my age. I'm like, I can't wait to be thirty four. I think thirty four is like the best age. Says fresh faced Mia. 
who's on her last day of 24 today. Her birthday is tomorrow. My birthday is tomorrow. And she'll be 25. I'm going to be 25. It's fine. Amy got me two freaking tubs of jelly snakes. She loves jelly snake. My favourite. So yeah. she's very happy. It's a good start to her birthday. It is. It should be. Well, now you can have one for breakfast. Oh, that's so true. Birthday you breakfast. know, I was going to get myself a birthday breakfast treat and I completely forgot to pick it up. So I'm going to just take a tub with you. You don't need it. I've got my trough of yeah. jelly snake. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So that's my group. Nice. All right. Well, then I next read The Mermaid of Black Conch by Monique Roffey, which, again, I feel like I've spoken so much about, but I'll say again. I really am really glad I read it. It actually was better than I thought it was going to be. So Great. love that. I'm like, shall I do? The- I am. I'm going to do the Goodreads thing. I just feel like it's better because I end up rambling. So yeah. In 1976, David is fishing off the island of Black Conch when he comes upon a creature he doesn't expect. A, mer- a mermaid by the name of Akaia. Once a beautiful young woman, she was cursed by jealous wives to live in this form for the rest of her days. But after the mermaid is caught by American tourists, David rescues and hides her away in his home, finding that once out of water, she begins to transform back into the woman. Now David must work to win her trust while she relearns what it is to be human, navigating not only her new body, but also her relationship with others on the island. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, it's great. It's another one that's being... I feel like I'm seeing a pattern here, but it's another one told over different periods of time. You Love kind of that. have... When the mermaid is speaking, it's almost she's speaking in poems. Yeah. When David is speaking, it's like a diary from 2015 looking back. And then you also have sort of a narrative of what actually happened at the time. And it's great. Yeah. I feel like it's a fairly short read. It's like 200 and something pages. We've already spoken at length about the cover in a previous episode. Yeah. But um, I, I'd really recommend it. I think it's good. It's quite, it's sort of like a mystical, magical realism type thing, which also touches on, I guess, sort of bits of colonialism and migration and things like that. It's really good. Very Great. well well written yeah. as well. So I'm a big fan of it. And I'm glad I got around to reading it because I'm pretty sure I said I was going to read it very long time ago and yeah then did i got it for me a while ago yeah she did the next book i read i listened to while i was falling asleep and it was by a certain someone who will she remain will nameless and i will move straight on um to but it was the long one <laughs> um and i was straight on to a horse at night on writing which is i think the last thing i spoke yes it about, was yeah, yeah which i'm kind of thinking was that the word anyway well yeah, and that's by Mina Kane and just take a leaf out of your book. Um, Goodreads said it is a virtuosic meditation on literature and life. And um, it really is. It's her kind of diary, but not a diary about a diary. It's about a diary about... Oh my God! <laughs> little, she's a stuck record there. Um, about reading and writing. Nice. And... If you are interested in reading a writer, talk about write writing. about the act of writing Which and is reading. The best way I, of reading about that. Um, I agree. Then I really recommend it. It was very beautiful. I also really recommend *Indelicacy* by Amina Kane. Mm. And um, oh, interestingly, that I think was the first book I read last year, and this is one of the first books I read this no year. Way. Anyway, she's a really beautiful writer. Very easy and accessible, and um makes you appreciate what you're doing when you're reading lovely and probably writing okay right my next book was transitional by munro bergdorf 
um, who is a pretty, inf- I mean, one of the most influential in Britain anyway, transgender women who she speaks out a lot about um, sort of the transgender community. And she quite sort of, I think the most famous sort of thing that happened with her was that she was working for L'Oreal and then she spoke her out about um, sort of race relations in America and how that sort of, it was pre Black Lives Matter in 2020, but it was, I can't remember the exact event it was, but basically she spoke out about it and then L'Oreal basically dropped her from That's the campaign. So um, and then she kind of had, because she wasn't as far along in her career, mm-hmm. kind of slightly sort of, she spoken out about it and said it, but she was like, oh God, okay, I need to sort of like step back a bit. And then when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, she spoke out and said, actually, no, L'Oreal coming out and saying all this stuff, but this actually happened to me, not even that, like a couple of years ago, what the hell. Um, so she talks about that, but she also just talks about her whole journey through the entire thing. And I thought it was good. It's a good read. It's really interesting. I had lots yeah. that I didn't know about. I got it. It was a um, proof, and I think believe it's either it's either come out now or it's coming out in like a, literally a week, so it'll be out very soon. So don't worry, guys, you can read it. All but, um, right, first of February, it's already out. Perfect. Oh, brilliant! Yes, brilliante, brilliante, Harriet. What am I quoting? Wild child. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Well, you me gave for? me a look there where it was just like. Mm. I know, it's because I was trying to think of something in Spadebacks and then I was like, I have nothing. Oh, she has nothing left. I was like, why is that moving? Like, oh, really, your phone was that? My legs stretched out because um, I got cramp in my knee. Oh, poor little girl. Um, next thing I read was the thing that I said I was going to read. Oh my God, I love it when that happens. I love it when that happens. Today. I love you, but I've chosen Darkness by Claire Bay Watkins. Nice. And I'm glad you read that because I feel like I've been looking at it on your bookshelf. Yeah. Just that. No, how I haven't like just, I just, yeah. It's yeah. been kicking around because I've watched it. I like how it. you've put it there because it's between the orange and the black. Thanks for noticing that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Reader the, the Amy. Amy is chuffed. <laughs> yes. And she arranges her bookshelves by colour. I actually... And so do I now. I feel like I should not do that anymore. No. I saw a thing where someone was saying it was really tacky. And I was no, like, it looks better. But also, I'm really unhappy with how much I was looking at the moment. And it, when I do have some time, I will be still sorting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like how the stack on the floor looks irrelevant, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I've chosen Darkness. It is about a woman who has recently had a baby and is in a period of difficulty with her husband. And she's basically experiencing some very severe postnatal depression that I don't think that's ever actually... Really specifically stated, but I think it's it's fairly obvious. Um, and she ends up under the guise of like a a speaking arrangement. Oh, it's like heavy autofiction, by the way, like autofiction at its core. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's most pure. And she, under the intention of going back to where she is from to do a speaking arrangement she ends up just like not leaving for months and mm-hmm. like a year goes by um so what was meant to be like a one night trip sort of expense to a long long time but it also explores her like family life uh her mother her dad was and it did say it was like one of the mem- her dad was a member of the most famous cult and you were like yeah the manson family it was the manson, it family. Was the manson family i knew you you got it there and I was just like, I don't know, I feel like that's too too big a cult. Um, it is the most famous. It is the most famous. And also I thought maybe she would just do it. 
Yeah, that's like, true. Like, if you don't Or maybe, like, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Or Jonestown. Yeah. I still think Martin's the family. I think it's the Manson family, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it was really... It was dark. Mm-hmm. Where did she say, I love you, Black Chosen in Darkness? She, she meant, meant it. it. She did choose um, Darkness. And she was quite... Oh, she was quite hard to like. Um, I don't think I do. But you also really got like a real or entry into her life that was very hard and difficult like it was very it was hard not in a way that it was like oh i don't want to put this out but it was just like it was a very heavy heavy book um what i did quite like is as you go on it's sort of intercut with the letters that her mother was writing to a cousin when she was in her teens and you were getting like one side of that conversation which was completely unexpected but equally was a really like i really enjoyed reading those and she and her mother was like getting younger like in the sections it was like mm. the years from like 1974 1973 yeah. and that was really enjoyable um really interesting yeah we love yeah if you if you've ever seen it and you're interested in, i'm I sure would you would have seen it because i feel like it's been in a lot especially in like independent bookshops i've seen it yeah um all around the place it's a good year. it's just come out in paperback as well I've got a question. What is your next book? Infinite Country oh, by Patricia Engel. No, I, you know, I just realised you. Didn't I didn't read. read I didn't read it. I already read it. So Amy's already. Amy already read this. But this was our next book club book, and it is. Sorry, you finished with that, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Be bulldozed over. Um, my next book was Send Needs by Saba Sams. Saba Sams. Saba Sams. Saba Sams. Um, which is a collection of short stories, which I feel like I'm really. She's building out the short stories. Well, we're, really we're doing that intentionally. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Melissa, um, um, we do intend we, to do an episode yeah. on short stories. Yes. It's and be short story collections. Great. Um, should I, I mean, yeah, so it's ten stories. It's all about girlhood and its contradictions and complexities. Growing up too quickly, yet not quickly enough. Taking possession of what one can while being it also... Well, also... What the hell? While being taken possession of... Okay. Anyway, it's like very much sort of like, I don't know, I'd say maybe from possibly the age of like seven to like 25 or something like that. Yeah. Um, And it's just sort of stories of girlhood, I'd say. And it's really good. Very quick read. And I don't yeah. know if that is, I didn't find that with my other, with um, Salt Slow, mm-hmm. Julia Armfield short stories. Yeah. That was a slow read for me. Whereas this was really quick. But I think, I literally feel like most people I know would enjoy this. Yeah. Would enjoy reading this. Because I feel like it's, they're short. I, mean, I saw a review of it saying, I liked it, but as with a lot of short stories, just so I got invested, the story ended. But I actually didn't really find that that much. I found they kind of were pretty perfect yeah. length and I was like, yeah, I'm ready to leave this. Agreed. And move on to the next. So I think that as short stories go, yeah. Send Nudes was great. Cool. Send Nudes was not my favourite short story, I would say on it in no it. not mine I would say mine was I think it was just like a provocative title for them yeah same yeah same what was your was I your... actually think I could have done with a different title I... yeah. seeing that title I when I first saw that it was going to be in the book club I was kind of like no, I think Snake Bite would have been a better title yeah Snake Bite would have been great Snake Bite was a good one I also so yeah the run I really liked was Tinderloin the first one. Oh yeah Tinderloin would also it be it was kind of like 
gross, but yeah. in like a really like that's just like come I back to you, like full force. It's like yeah, she's the, it's yeah. the daughter of a butcher, and then there's very I'm not going to spoil it because it's so short that she has a weird relationship yeah. with a different guy. Yeah, anyway. and there's a dog. Yeah. Um. Nice. You done? No, yeah, I'm done. You done? I'm done. Um, I'm hoping expert... I'm not sounding too speedy. It's only because she hasn't she's had a hungry and... girl. We've both got plans. Yeah. Um. My next book is Infinite Country by Patricia Engel. Um, she came out a couple of years ago and I found it in the free library box around the corner for me. Whoop whoop. Um, and it was really good. It was a shorty. It was about 180 pages, but it felt longer in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of richness there. Yeah. And it was about um, the like opening is a girl who's been sent who's like 15 and she's been sent to a kind of like a reformatory boarding school that's run by nuns for committing an act of violence against a man which you learn about very easily and it's very out of character for her and she is sent there as her like juvenile punishment um and oh and she's colombian and this is in colombia oh my goodness in Colombia, she's been sent there, but she at the beginning is orchestrating with the help of the other girls mm-hmm. an escape um, because she has a flight to America at the end of the week to go meet her mother and her two siblings. And from there, and she's leaving her father in Colombia. And from there, it's sort of, it's, I want to say it's like a family saga, but it's not a family saga because it's so short, but it sort of explores how her mother and father who are both colombian nationals um overstayed essentially overstayed their visas in america mm-hmm. and then at some point her dad gets deported back and she has two older siblings one of them is born in colombia one is born in america so obviously her older sister who she doesn't really know was is undocumented as well her mother's undocumented only her brother is mm-hmm. um and she was also born in America, but when her dad was deported, her mum couldn't work as well as care for a baby. And so she sent her back to live with her grandmother mm-hmm. in Colombia. And it's sort of that, but it takes its time to really get to know each individual member. And at first when I read that, like of the family, and when I read that, I was like on the back being like explores all the different family members i was like well i haven't seen the siblings yet and then they came and oh it was beautiful Mm. um it was a really interesting exploration of like living as an undocumented immigrant in america Mm -hmm. um the reasons why people go family ties um the experience of being a non-white american Mm -hmm. or someone who's grown up in america Mm -hmm but is not a white rich American. Um, and yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. Sounds Family right. relationships, mm-hmm. father, daughter, mother, daughter, mother, father, siblings. Really good. Really good. Really good. I've lent it away. Mm. Did you say you've lent it away? I've lent it to my friend. Lent it to your friend. I was like, I've never heard the phrase. I've lent it away. No, that's I don't think that's kind accurate. Of <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. My next book was Empireland, How Imperialism Has Shaped Modern Britain by Safnam Sangera, I want to say. Oh, I don't know. And it, it was a audiobook. Delightful. 
from Amy. Thank you very much. That's all right. This book, I think, well, I actually really enjoyed listening to it because it's non-fiction yeah. and it's, I mean, it's pretty obvious what it's about. It's about the empire and how it's about how imperialism is <laughs> shaped modern Britain. It was really good and I honestly feel like everybody should read this. Like, I just feel like, I feel like it should be part of, I don't know, like on the history I reading think, list yeah. of secondary school where you just have to read this book as yeah. like an initial understanding. I agree. It was, and it was done so well and, he, you know, he's just, he's really, really, he's very, very he's obviously very passionate about what he's writing about, which like, as everyone should be, but he just writes about it in a way that makes you really like angry, mm-hmm. but very um, informed and I just thought it was so good and I finished yeah. reading it and I literally like said to so many people I was just like you need to read this you need to read this he does this whole thing about this is a very small part of it but I just find it really interesting about soft power about yeah. Britain's soft power and it's like a good example of that would be in Love Actually when Hugh Grant's character says we might be a small nation mm-hmm. but you know we're David Beckham's right foot David Beckham's left foot and it's like yeah. all these things that like define especially for the UK being like we're just little Britain we're doing yeah. all these little things but we're actually a fucking massive conglomerate yeah and this stuff and that was a really interesting concept which I had heard through Scarlet Sister Tasta but apart from that I'd never really heard that being used and like I completely understood what it was and it's one of those things that you're like oh it's that it's yeah. that thing yeah really good read it listen to it I listen to it. I think it's a really good listen. I, I think it's it actually a great listen. I honestly think that that's that would be how I would yeah. say you should consume the book. Yeah, I agree. I also um, isn't one of the things he says. And I could be wrong about this. Was that they try to make like Empire Day a thing for a while? And he's saying yes, that it we used should, to be a thing. It used to be yeah, it used to be a thing, and like we should now perhaps have a day to reflect on like actually yeah, what but the reality Day was. Of it. Because, and I remember being like, you're so right. Um, but yeah, I remember listening to that bit. Okay, my next book is Flanousse. Women Walk the City in Paris, New York, Tokyo, Venice and London by Lauren Elkin. And I wanted to read this for ages, actually, and then found the book. And it is <sighs> memoir slash social criticism mm-hmm. slash essay Ooh. It's up to me. <laughs> she loves that stuff yeah she great. being me um non-fiction of course and do you know do you know what a flaneur is no a flaneur is a man who can it's a french word and it's yeah, like i got that part. to walk around like being part of the crowd not being really observed but like living a nice life walking about Ooh, basically okay. that's like not a great definition of it but essentially an idler a dawdling observer usually found in cities um and it's very it's a very french word mm-hmm. and a flaneuse is the feminization of the word flaneur which nice. she has like done to investigate it and lauren alkin is american and she has lived in paris for a long long time and each chapter cross like essay honestly because mm-hmm. um, they are all very interconnected but broken down like that is a different place and looking at a different uh, female creative who's in that place so mm-hmm. obviously there's a Bloomsbury section they talk about Virginia Woolf yeah of course um, but they also do like 
George Sand and Agnes Varda, the filmmaker, mm. and um, Martha Gellhorn is a war correspondent, mm-hmm. reporter. Um, very different things. And just sort of looking at both what was going on in the times, what makes a city a city, what it is to be a woman walking in the city. And um, sounds like it could be an interesting pairing with walking distance. I think you're like, absolutely right, actually. Different types of yeah. advice, but, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, we, if we had a book shop and we were doing pairing, Yeah. Oh, my God. That could be the first one. <laughs> yeah, so correct. I think you're absolutely right on that. And um, maybe that's a little dream for us down the line. Yeah. Wink. Um, yeah, I, I've heard Lauren Elkins speak before and I've written, read shorter things by her but this is I've wanted to read this one for a while mm. she's a really good writer I'd be interested to read her fiction I think she's got a new book coming out fairly soon or it's just come out I think it's coming out fairly soon mm. but she's written fiction before and I'd be quite interested to see what she's like as a fiction writer yeah. this was very um I'd say the first half of this was much more accessible and easy to read um because by the second half she was really diving in on our guys that yeah. she was our girl our girls the girls the. that she was featuring yeah um whereas i think in the first half she was leading you in yeah okay okay nice right what am i on now the girl um oh so this oh my god i should have bought this with me today right i'll give this to you maybe no that's such th- that's not fun to give it to you on saturday i'll give it absolutely to you absolutely not nice. um i tend to book, be yeah blackout drunk oh me too Great. me too big time um the next one I read was This Is Not Who I Am, Our Authenticity Obsession by Emily yes, Beagle, another one of Holly's um, authors from the agency I work at. This book is so good. It's a non-fiction. Emily Brutal works... I think she works for the I newspaper now, but she's a journalist. Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to do the good read once again because, you know, they've done it. Why would I not use it? In contemporary culture, there is no stronger imperative than to be authentic. But what is authenticity actually mean i don't know tell me leah everywhere we turn we are urged to live our truth in an element of western culture that is almost never questioned authenticity in all its contexts is becoming more significant than ever as digital culture breeds fakery and capitalism offers the illusion of infinite choice oh my god this book is so good for an example she talks about the whole phenomenon with jennifer lawrence and like the I'm this regular person whole thing where everyone first of all liked her because they yeah. were like you know she's not this super 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 skinny yeah. you know, she doesn't really care what she says and then slowly everyone started changing because they were like she just seems like she's putting it on it's not authentic oh. she talks about that Okay. she talks about it in a sort of you know reg- the regular person yeah. and also in celebrity culture and in sort of like with philosophers it's so good yeah I, I, it's also I know the, I'm going to love it. It's also, like, I think, it was the first book published by... By, 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 let me get... By Autac Press. With a fairly new publishing press. And um, she was the first one. Which is yay. And it's just really, 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 really good. I It's on Kindle, I've just seen. It came out 8th of November 2022. Everyone go read it. I think it's my favourite book of the year so far. Wow! Yeah. I really want to read it. Was it was good. You really, really will read it, don't you worry. I will read it. Um, I've literally had people ask for it, and I'm like, no, I'm lending it to Amy. It's me! <laughs> so I really should be sending it to you, yeah. otherwise that's never going to start to make its way down the line. Okay, next one. Mm-hmm. I read 
The Death of Francis Bacon by Max Porter. Oh my gosh, is that good? Yes, but it's very, very short. Okay. You're very welcome to take it home with you. And it's also a bit different. Max Porter, did he write Lanny? He did Lanny. write Lanny. Yeah, because yeah. Lanny's my next book, so I won't take oh, it home with me. Oh, yeah. Read that, I, think read you read, I think you should read Lanny first. Yeah, I um, Because I think that one is real for... Um, for the Max Porter stands. Okay, cool. <laughs> I've got to understand Max Porter before I read that. Yeah. Um, I really like one. It's <laughs> very short. It's very short. And it's... Um, like, it's all... It's all over the place in a controlled way because it is the death of Francis Bacon. And so it's like a man at the end of his life, um, fairly delirious. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, the blurb, um, a great painter lies on his deathbed, synapses firing, writhing and reveling in pleasure and pain as a lifetime of chaotic and grotesque sense memories wash over and envelop him. Mm-hmm. So it is very short and it is very experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like the half hour it took me to read, I was in it. She was there. She was there. She did not know me, what was going on. This is making me want even more to read Lanny so yeah. I can then read this. But I also know I was making you. I think you, you can see. Like I think you can. I think you will like Lanny. And I think also with Lanny, you can see. Um, reading that and then reading that, you could see that if. Max Porter only had a few pages to write he would like fucking go yeah. at it and then like the extra pages provide him to like connect the dots yeah for the reader who is not in, in his head um and yeah it was wild but good mm-hmm. I want okay. to read it at Greta's I think that was yes I want to read that too why have I I must want to read that because you've mentioned because that. it's also by Max Porter oh, right, I get it, well, right. I probably mentioned it before. yeah you definitely have Okay, I've only got one book left. Well, how many have you I've got? I've got two. Oh, how does that, that happen? I don't oh, it's, know. It's because of the audio. Yeah. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, it is an audio book. Anyway, whatever. The, I'll be quick both these, to be honest. Anyway, so the next book I read was Sun Damage by Sabine Durant. Durant. She is one of, again, one of the agency books because yeah. I'm trying to really get through because we've got obviously a lot of them and I haven't read a fair bit, a few of them. Um, it is, it's a psychological thriller beat read. Is how I would say it is, which I personally loved. I read it really quickly. Yeah. It was really fun. It's about this woman who works with her partner, kind of partner in you know life and also partner in crime. Yeah. Um, sort of scamming people. She then meets this woman. They try to scam together. Scam, try to scam this sort of very posh rich woman together. Something goes a bit wrong, and she basically decides to go and act as if she was this rich woman. Yeah as a chef at this sort of house in the south of France. So this family there, she's the chef of the family. They don't know yeah. that she's not the person who she says she is. And it's all very sort of like pacey and you are like, what's going to happen? They've said on Goodreads, reminiscent of Patricia Highsmith, which... Would you say that's I true? I can see where they're coming from. I've definitely had a YouTuber tell me that before about this book. About this book? Yeah. Because okay. she's cause she's disguising yeah. herself, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I can see there's definitely a bit of she a talent in the about this. Um, she's good enough to pass on it, and they are yeah, not that Yeah, you fussy. would think. Like, um, would also, I think a lot of it's sort of just preparing things. It's not actually, like, cooking, cooking. Yeah. But no, it was good. And I um, actually started reading it because I was meant to have a, um operation of sorts. And it was going to be my, like, 
beach read in January, February even, but that didn't happen. That's going to happen on Thursday, so I'm going to need to have another book for that. Well, I might read Sarah Waters' Fingersmith for that because I hear good things. Yeah, I want to do a twist. I mean, I also want to... (laughs) (laughs) I just got that. Um, Yeah, and I want to do a twist because everyone says it's a massive twist. I know. I really want to do it. 20, well, it but I also know I should probably read it. Yeah, well, don't. I'll read it and then I'll. Well, you actually, can tell me if I like it. You should read it because it's. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of our yeah, biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So That's I'd say fun. read. I'd also say read it in summer because you would literally. I mean, if you read that, if you were in the south of France, amazing. If you're anywhere where there is sun and it is summer, yeah. you'll absolutely fly through this book. That was a little yawn from me there. That's okay. It wasn't you. <laughs> The whole day. <laughs> um, my final book. Mm-hmm. I finished it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It is My she... Phantoms by Gwendolyn Riley. Nice. And I've had my eye on this one. Yeah. For a really long time, and then the other day I just bought it for myself because I could. Um, because she could, and then I obviously bumped it to the um, top of the queue, and ignored all the books that I should be reading. Um. I've wanted to read this one for a while and would you believe it Mia this was a book about a relationship with your mother no way oh my god not motherhood relationship (laughs) with mother and actually it was really amazing nice Um, Glendon and Riley right Um, it's Granta so it's Uh, it's your classic high high brown literary fiction but Mm -hmm. like very actually very easy to read um and it's about a woman and her relationship as i say with her mother but it's also kind of sort of starts with her like kind of first part is her reflecting on her as like a young child and then the second is her like adult relationship with her mother and she's not estranged Mm. because they do like communicate but yeah. not very well right. and kind of as you're going through it it's really a lot about like recognising the author well it's not autofiction but like it reads like autofiction yeah. which I was kind of really super impressed by um, because I do think there is like a feel to autofiction that yeah. it's like hard to find in fiction this definitely had it and she's like recounting her discussions and experiences with her mum and then you as the reader are like you could have done better there like it's not like the mother is definitely problematic and frustrating but it's also recognising like you are both making incorrect moves here yeah and it's very much a relationship that doesn't implode but it's like they're not really letting each other be part of their lives yeah um and the mum clearly kind of wants to be like a part of her life but not too like not, but not enough, yeah, not enough. But, like to really force it on her and then she like doesn't really seem to engage with her mum like at all mm-hmm. kind of made me think about all the times I felt like being bad to my mum and be like oh god <laughs> like yeah maybe you should do better yeah like we'll see yeah we'll see um I, i'm not as bad as this woman um but yeah it was really really good lovely well my last book that i read most recently was windmill hill by lucy atkins this one made me so ha- this is actually i was 
not exactly surprised because I knew mm-hmm. it was going to be good because I knew kind of what it was about. It's very um, quick. It's kind of, it's not a really psychological thriller, but it's definitely a thriller. Um, and it's about this woman called Astrid who used, she was this sort of um, in the 70s, this big Shakespearean actor who on the stage and then she was in a relationship with this big actor who was on screen. Mm-hmm. Something happened, you don't know what, and then her whole career is ruined. Like she's, her career is done. Yeah. And you don't know what's happened. She lives with this woman called Mrs. Baker, who is her, like, housekeeper. Yeah. And you know that something really bad happened to her. Oh. They live together in a windmill. And they, like, they keep the windmill going. And you just, like, slowly start to learn all these different things. Yeah. It creeps up, creeps up, creeps up. Anyway, it's one of our books. It's going to be... It's coming out in, um... I want to say March, but I might be wrong. God, coming in trees. I know. It doesn't even say, because it's really not out for a very long time, but um, it's out sometime this year. I'll find out and I'll put it on the thing. But anyway, it's one of the agency books, and I was so happy because I read it because we were sort of seeing about sending to American Mm -hmm. co-agent, and it's already on Goodreads. So it's a book I could read for work that could go on my It was really good. Nice. Pacey Pacey, loved it. It'll be out soon. Don't like the cover that much, but what can you do? What can you do? Who's publishing it? More good question. I actually know because I literally was emailing him earlier this the other day, so I should know. And it's not even on here because it's not. Oh wait, you don't have to tell me if you can't find it. No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna find out. All right, all right. Quirkus. Okay. Quirkus is doing it. Quirkus. I never really know what they're doing over there. Quirkus. They always show me off. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they have so many imprints at Quirkus, I didn't even uh, realise. Yeah. God, because so aren't confusing. they part of the show? They are part of the show. Of course they are. Everyone oh, is. Life. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, like, there's so many, like, divisions and then imprints that are part of divisions at Hachette. Yeah. They're the ones that are really, like... It was, like, Octopus. When I went, I was like, oh, my God, they've got literally so many. Like, there's literally, like, maybe even 20, I think. They're enormous. There's one just for the Conran. Conran Octopus. Huge. What's going on? Huge. Anyway, that that's everything. Got, do you want to say what you're reading next? Yeah. What are you reading next? Well, I guess it's... I don't know. What are you reading next? You say first. Okay, what am I going to read next? I'm going to read Lanny by Mike Smarter. Oh, of course. Done Already done. mentioned. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to read Fingersmith oh. by Sarah Waters. Okay. I might read them at the same time. Who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? knows? Probably, maybe won't be either. No, yeah. My current record says it won't be either, but, um, you know. Okay. Um, it's that time again where I am and are. Um... Uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, what's that thing that I was? Ca- mm, it's under here. It's under my lappy oh, no. tea. Is it? No, it's Berlin by B. Seton. Oh, I think that. Yeah. I think I might read that. I think that's a good. I think that's good. That's cool to me. But equally, maybe I'll pick up something. Maybe I'll go crazy. Yeah. Maybe I'll pick one of my many, many books. Yeah. We'll see. Good. Lovely. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Oh, apparently I haven't moved on from saying gorge. I really need to. An embarrassing part of my language now that I just you menace. I say it, yeah. Everyone's always like, all my friends are like, okay, it's this gorgeous. is a thing. <laughs> Stop saying gorge or gorgy. Oh well, <laughs> happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Hee <laughs> hee. I'm twenty-five. She's gonna be twenty-five entering... on a Tuesday. She's gonna be entering the world of quarter life. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna be fully mid twenties. And she's I mean, actually really like surprisingly excited. I can't so wait. I, I honestly feel like every year. I get older, I feel like I know myself better, I'm doing more of the things I want to do. Loving it. 
I can't relate. Come back to me when I'm like 30. Maybe when I turn 30, I'll suddenly have a massive crisis. But like, I'm excited. I'm excited to turn 30. I I'm think... excited to turn 40. Apparently, as women, or like people who identify as women, apparently 40s are like really a good. Oh my god, shut up! A good time. <laughs> Not a gorgeous time. Not a gorgeous time. Hopefully, when I'm 40, I I'll stop saying like... gorgeous like an embarrassing <laughs> idiot. I just cannot and wish. I felt the way you did. <laughs> um, but I think literally since I turned like probably I think 16 was the last time I was like, yes, I'm 16. Um, I think because at that point I was like, wow, I'm getting older. Yeah. And my when I was 16, my brother was a was 20. Yeah. Or was about to turn 20. And I remember being like, oh my god, he's old. And to be fair, having an older brother, my brother's two years older than me, so every age I am, I'm always like, well, I already have been a bit, had the sort of mini shock of like, yeah, but the thing is, like, he's already been 25. He doesn't get the shock, like, he's never cared, but I've always just been like, I remember when he was about to turn 21, I was like, William, how do you feel just to be so old? (laughs) And he was like, I just am clearly not feeling the same way you're feeling about it. Like, I'm like always thrown by it, and I think it's because I tie it up after a lot of self-examination I think it's because I really intensely tie it up with like what should I have done by the time of the age you should never have done anything by any particular age no you shouldn't but I think I started to subconsciously do that when I turned 16 yeah that so, kind of makes sense that that would be the age trajectory of feeling like that but yeah I mean I feel like I've never I don't know if I've ever really felt like that but I think that I just um I want I always wanted to be like an adult I was, yeah. I was always like when will I be an adult when will I be a grown up and I'm like I'm a grown up yeah and it's really fun <laughs> you're gonna I get two, two massive tubs yeah. of jelly sneaks for your birthday when <laughs> you're 25 true. that's true I think there's also probably a part of it where it's like I think I think I thought a lot more things would have been more established by the time I turned um like I think I thought 22 was older than it was yeah I think and then I when I was like 22 23 a child yeah an actual child yeah, and I like should, wasn't doing any of the things I thought would be happening you should be being silly yeah it's true things. But you're you, should 20s, be doing, you should be a silly little goose at every age s- selfish silly eight years and yes I wholeheartedly am trying to I think in theory I'm quite looking forward to being in my 30s I think 30s is like in practice 30 flirting I hate that I'm closer to 30 than I am 20 now yeah horrendous you will be tomorrow mm, yes that's ideal can't wait she's gonna be oh my gosh I'm actually I'm excited for 30 I'm gonna have the best party ever maybe I'll take we'll all go on holiday god that'd be amazing I was gonna um, say I'll take everyone on holiday I work in publishing so yeah. I won't be doing that um, but your rich friends can take yeah, you maybe not take me um, right. maybe we should look into books that talk about yeah we aging. actually really should we should well, look Dolly into Austin like a theme book. wrote a really interesting article on Sunday yeah about aging okay because great people were saying about having achieved stuff anyway whatever done i must go have some dinner whoops so must i okay love you guys bye love you bye bye